When you got born again, you were the same person in the mirror the next morning, but your spirit was totally changed. Do you really believe what has transpired in your spirit? Welcome to today's teaching on Today Forward. As we understand all that God has provided for us, we can learn how to put our past behind us and move today forward. And now here's Mitch and Terry. Terry, do you think people truly understand what all transpired when we were born again? No. It was tremendous. Well, I was just thinking of you and me that that we're growing continually trying to understand our born-again experience, what really transpired, what all now lives within us to help us fight this spiritual warfare. And this is what we want to tell the listeners. This is what we want them to understand that they can have victory in their life, to understand the power and authority they have in their life now through what transpired when they were born again. They began to believe. They began to believe. And that's that faith that we talk about a lot, believing that the Holy Spirit of God now has come to indwell them as a believer, this new birth. John 3, 3 comes to mind when Nicodemus came to our Lord and and said, you must be born again. And he said, I can't go back into my mother's womb. And the Lord said, this is a spiritual birth that you need to experience. And that's what happened when we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We had the spirit, the very nature of God to indwell our spirits. And it was by faith that we received all this, believing what was spoken to us, the word we were reading, it's all by faith that we have this experience, this born-again experience. And now once we believe that we've been saved by the Son of God, Jesus Christ, that He died and paid the price for our sins, we have been filled with the Holy Spirit of God. But we know nothing about what just happened. We know nothing about the Holy Spirit of God. And there was a great transformation that took place. And what really happened, Terry, is we now have the characteristics of God living within us. We have the gifts of the Spirit living within us in each and every believer. And what I want the listeners at this point is to ask this question. Why do we have the character of God within us? Why do we have the gifts of the Spirit within us? I think you're asking, do you really believe what has transpired in your spirit? Because it didn't show up in your flesh. When you got born again, you were the same person in the mirror the next morning, but your spirit was totally changed. Your nature, you accepted the nature of God. And as we walk out our Christian faith, we have to grasp the things that our Lord said to the disciples in John 14, 15, 16, right before he went to the cross. The Holy Spirit hadn't fell on them at that time. Jesus himself was there present explaining these things, that he was going to send the comforter, the helper. And that's what we're doing yet today, reading the word, believing what it says, grasping and growing 
growing in this awesome gift of God that's placed in us, the nature, the character, all of those things. And it's, it's so big, Mitch. You mentioned belief, and it's very important to understand what is really being said here. And we get a, a real clear picture of this in John chapter 16, starting with the seventh verse. And this is Jesus talking. And remember, we're talking about belief. Verse 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And this is what the Helper is going to accomplish in verse 8. Let's keep this in mind. In each individual's life. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Now we're talking about believing. So we're going to focus in on verse 9. Verse 9. Of sin because they do not believe in me. This is what the Holy Spirit is wanting to do in each individual's life right now. Purge out unbelief. The Holy Spirit's wanting to increase our faith to trust in Him. And let's think about why He wants to do this. And it's so we can fight this spiritual warfare. This is why we are equipped by the Holy Spirit of God to accomplish this task of fighting the spiritual warfare. What the Amplified says about believing in verse 9, it says about sin, because they do not believe in me. Well, what does it mean to believe in me, in Jesus? It's to trust in, rely on, and adhere to him. Become one with him, in other words. Yes, I like that. That's good. This is what the Holy Spirit's wanting to do. He's wanting to build this confidence and trust in Him. And how is He going to accomplish this? We'll see this in verse 13. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, verse 14, he will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. 15. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Everything. So, the Holy Spirit that we've received, once we have faith and believe in God, we have everything that we need. Everything that we could ever possibly need is in our spirit. To fight this spiritual warfare, we have the fruit of the Spirit within us, we have the gifts of the Spirit within us, and it's all by the power of the Holy Spirit that operates. And this is what we need to think about and meditate upon. Right. I think that's all part of uh, trusting and relying on. Rely on that Holy Spirit. Adhere to it. Become zeroed in on that Holy Spirit of God that's in us. And then it says here in the Amplified in verse 13, when he, the Spirit of truth, the truth-giving Spirit comes, he will guide you into all the truth, the whole truth, the full truth. As we delve into this teaching, we are growing in that truth that's in the Holy Spirit. 
as he begins to reveal himself to us, we stand back in awe and say, wow, this is truth. He's speaking to us. He's the messenger. But he will tell whatever he hears from the Father. The Father God, through the Holy Spirit, is flowing out of us. Wow. This is what the Holy Spirit wants to tell an individual at first. This is what he wants to convey to an individual. And I'm reading this from Ephesians chapter 2, starting with the fourth verse. The Holy Spirit is trying to convey this to you. He's trying to convey love to you. He's going to try to convey that you have nothing to do with this salvation experience. It's all been accomplished by me. Now, do you have faith and believe in this? As we read this, I want you to meditate upon this. Do I have faith and believe in this? Because this is the first step in, in beginning to mature in trusting and believing. So the Holy Spirit's trying to purge out unbelief out of your life right now. And this is how it's accomplished. Verse 4, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us. Do you believe this? That God loves us? Amen. Verse 5, Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. Even when we were in our horrible state of sin, of depression, of anxiety, of selfishness, any sin you want to mention, the Holy Spirit now wants to purge out unbelief. By His grace, His favor and mercy, which you did not deserve. Wow, that's the grace of God. Do you believe this? Yes. By faith, we believe this. This is very important. By faith, we are now set free. Verse 6, and raised us up together and made us set together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Do you believe that you've been seated in heavenly places with him? Spiritually, right now. Yes. Right now. You have to understand that you've been sanctified, you've been justified, you are now made righteous. Judgment's been passed on sin. Satan's been defeated. Remember what we read in John 16, verse 8, where it talked about sin, righteousness, and judgment? That's all been taken care of. We're now made right through the blood of Jesus Christ by what God has provided for us. And we're going to see this in verse 8, 9, and 10. We have to grasp that this is in the spiritual realm. You said that, spiritual realm. We're still in this body, this physical body, but we're renewing our mind now to who we are and what we have in Christ, this Holy Spirit of God in us, the nature of God, his abilities, his character. Those things are in us in the spiritual realm, 100%. We are renewing our minds so that our physical body the realm that we're in, the physical realm, the world, comes along. Man. Verse 8, For by grace you have been saved through faith, believing. 
what we've just been reading here. Do you believe this? And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, least any man should boast. Not of our own doing. It came not because of anything we did, any of our striving and any of, any of our works. But it was the gift of God. Amen. Wow. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are being prepared for good works. We have to believe and trust in the Holy Spirit. But before we can do this, do you believe what we just read? Because it's point blank. There's no ambiguity here. The Holy Spirit is trying to purge out unbelief of doubt, saying, am I saved? If you believe what we just read here, if you believe that Jesus paid the price for your sin, you're saved. Now have faith and believe this. No longer focus on the past, but move today forward in believing. Our walk right now is all about believing and trusting in God. I'm over here in Romans 12, 3, where it talks about we've been given the measure of faith. God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, it's how we exercise that faith. Believing. This is all about believing. Believing in something we can't see. So that's why people get confused all the time when they read the Word. They read it in the natural. They don't read it in the supernatural. That's good. That's exactly what happened. Because it took me a long time to accept Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 10. To believe that God loves me, and not only that, that He saved me, and I have nothing to do with it. Because in my physical, I still sinned, and it was hard for me to grasp that this has all been paid for, so I was caught up focusing in on sin. But finally, when I received revelation through reading this word and talking to God about it, he revealed to me it's paid for. What I want to do now, this is what the Holy Spirit was telling me, I want to purge out unbelief, and this is it. This is all I want to do in an individual's life now is purge out unbelief. I want you to trust me, have confidence in me, and no doubting. What you're believing is that the sacrifice that Jesus paid purged out all of this need for you to do something. I'm in Hebrews 10, where it talks about there's been one sacrifice for all, for all time. It's done. It's over. All we do now is we accept that gift. All of those things now that the Holy Spirit is providing us is in us, provided by this one sacrifice. And so there is no more consciousness of sin. That's in Hebrews 10.2. All of those other sacrifices they repeated over and over again in the Old Testament, they've ceased because of the one sacrifice of Jesus. It's over. It's done. And we need to have no more consciousness of sin and we will not have any consciousness of sin if we grow in faith and in believing in God's Word and understanding who God is. Yes, 
that whole sin issue is done away with. It's now our believing that hinders us. In Hebrews 10, verse 16, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts, which is this new spirit that we now have that's been regenerated. And in their minds, I will write them. Terry, what that is telling me is the Holy Spirit is going to renew my mind. He's going to purge out this unbelief and insert faith to where I believe and have trust in God for everything. Because He has equipped me to fight this spiritual warfare. Verse 17, then He adds, Their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now where there is remission of these, there is no longer an offering for sin. Just what you were saying a little bit ago, Terry. God does not see sin any longer. It's been taken care of. By faith, I believe this. You believe this. The listeners need to believe this. By faith, believing, God is telling us sin has been paid for. No longer give a thought to this. Now I want you to move forward. What do I want you to move forward in now? Is learning to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. By faith, I have to believe. We have to believe. In Galatians 5, 22 and 23, the Holy Spirit is one of love, joy, peace, long-suffering, meekness, gentleness, kindness, no selfish motive. Because this is the characteristic of God that now lives within me to transform my mind. By faith, we have to believe we have the fruit of the Spirit living within me. Mitch, I want to say something here that might rock the world of the people who are listening. I'm going back to this sin issue one more time. Okay. People will go to hell with their sins forgiven because of what Jesus did on the cross. They just never accepted the gift. They never believed. But we as believers now have this spirit, this nature, this character, those things that you were just talking about in us. And we're renewing our mind so that people can begin to understand this gift that's in us so that it begins to burn in them to the point where they want other people to understand and come into this relationship with our Heavenly Father, understanding and believing and trusting in what's written in the Word of God. That we are now new creatures. Old things have passed away. In our spirits, we're brand new people. We're the children of God. That's what the Holy Spirit has come to comfort us with. He's our helper. He's our standby. He's the one that walks us through this life now. By faith, I believe every word you just spoke. By faith, I believe everything we just read regarding God's love, that we have nothing to do with this, that we're saved by grace through faith and not of ourselves, and it's God's workmanship. Now, Terry, we want them to move forward, don't we? Yes. We want them to move forward in understanding the fruit of the Spirit that now lives within them. Amen. Because the reason we want to understand this 
is because this will change your character. God's character will begin to blossom in your life. And this is what sets an individual free to fight this spiritual warfare. When you start walking in love and joy and peace, your mind begins to be set free from the cares of the world. You develop compassion for one another. And it's through the character of God. And by faith, I believe I can change by the power of the Holy Spirit working within me if I'm very diligent about seeking God. This requires seeking. It requires trusting and believing. Believing I can hear from the Holy Spirit of God. It requires this dying to self, dying to this physical realm, this natural body that we're in, in the world that says it's supposed to be this way. And the Lord in His Word is saying it's this way. Trust this. Do it this way. Only believe. <laughs> trust, trust in me. Do not rely upon your five senses. Do not rely upon your, your fleshly thinking, your carnal way of thinking, because this is where we deviate and get into trouble. But God has equipped us through the gifts of the Spirit. He has given us all, each individual, in 1 Corinthians 12. Let's just start at the first verse. What do you think? Go ahead. And read down through there, because it's important to understand this is what's in a believer as well. We have saving faith within us. We now have the fruit of the Spirit living within us to change our character. Now we want to grow in believing the gifts of the Spirit because this is all to fight this spiritual warfare, and we need to keep this in mind. We are equipping ourselves. Ephesians 4 talks about the Lord has given us these apostles and prophets and teachers and evangelists and pastors, for the equipping. That's the point that we can be equipped now. Because that, this Lord. is what he's wanting to do is equip us. First mm-hmm. Corinthians chapter 12, starting with the first verse. I'm reading from the ESV, by the way. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is a curse, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Verse 4, now there are varieties of gifts. Now keep this in mind, there's a variety of gifts. The gifts of the Spirit live with each individual. By faith, we have to believe this. But we have to understand how these gifts operate. And this is what we're going to introduce people to, how the gifts operate. Now, there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. Empowers. The Holy Spirit is the one who empowers all this in a believer's life. By faith, we have to believe this. By faith, we have to believe that we can hear from God. Because He's giving us those gifts, and in order for those gifts to operate, the gifts of the Spirit, we have to understand when the Holy Spirit wants those to be in operation. Mitch, as we work our way through this teaching, I want to go back up to verse 1. We don't want people to be ignorant or unaware, like Paul was telling the Corinthians, I want you to know what you have. We all want more of the Holy Spirit, the flow of God in our lives. But if you don't know these are available, 
How can you flow in them? God has given us these gifts, as we see, for the good of the body of Christ. So people have been misinformed. They're ignorant. Back up to that first verse. Misinformed is a little less harsh, isn't it? (laughs) Well, Paul said ignorant. (laughs) Yeah, I guess we could use Paul's words there, or unaware. But it's so true. And I don't claim to understand all of this, but I just know that it's available. And when the Holy Spirit quickens my fleshly realm, He gives me words of wisdom and knowledge and all these things that are available to us. So we do not want people to be ignorant of what the Holy Spirit is making available to us. And as you were talking there, it sent me back to to John chapter 16 to verse 13. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak on His own authority. But whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. This is what the Holy Spirit wants to do with the understanding of the gifts of the Spirit. This is what He's wanting to purge out, is this doubt and unbelief. If we understand how these gifts work and operate in our lives, then we can trust them. Believe. That's it. We want to believe what we're reading. And the introduction that we've been giving here to this this discussion is the Holy Spirit of God wants you to believe and trust in Him by faith. And all you have to do is believe.